Yeah. So if I could create my own movement screen, I'm looking at uh, basically having a really large database of possible tests that I could subject somebody to, um, which I've created over time from reading through the research uh, for my doctoral stuff and also just a, a genuine interest in this in working with athletes and clients on my own. Um, but so I have, I don't know, 50 or 100 different things that I can look at. Um, and so when I'm doing like an intake email or phone call with somebody, I'm asking them about their previous exercise history and their previous injuries and their, their goals and what exercises or activities they want to be doing. And then I'm going to pick some subset of those tests. Um, and the, those are going to be the ones that I use with that person. And it could look very different from one person to the other. And, uh, even when I'm working with the person and I'm doing the assessment, um, the as I'm seeing things with my eyes, that's going to uh, dictate some of the additional, like what what are called breakout tests that I'll do. Um, because if I see one thing and then I want to learn something else about the person, then I'm going to add or subtract. Uh, and so it's it's a fluid process, and that's the the challenge. That's the art, uh, and that's what. I think comes with experience. And so that's the, the real challenge is that when you are a new, uh, a new personal trainer a new to strength and conditioning, uh, and you're trying to figure out what the heck you're going to do to assess your athletes or your clients or your patients. Um, that's where it's nice to have something that's more cookie cutter. Um, but the cookie cutter things are just limited by the fact that they are not flexible. And so the, the information that they're giving you is um, it's worthwhile, but it's not as good. I don't think as it could be uh, if you could do more things or different things or uh, look at them in a different way. That's just going to be specific to the person. And I think at least from a personal training standpoint, uh, the most important thing that I want to get out of the assessment is what exercises the person's going to be able to do in their workouts. And so, I'm looking at a lot of um, just like things that look very similar to the things that we're going to be doing in the gym um, because that <laughs> I want to know, okay, do they have the hip flexion range of motion to tolerate a squat? Do they have the shoulder range of motion to hold the bar on their back or in a front rack? And so these are things that I can figure out ahead of time. And so I can program them uh, and know kind of with confidence that they're going to be able to do these things versus um, not looking at, not assessing those things and then just kind of guessing like, oh, well, this person's young and this person is healthy and they don't, haven't reported any previous injuries to me. So I think I'll back squat them. And then you go to back squat them and they can't get the bar on their back or they're not um they're just totally fish out of water trying to squat period um and so that's why i just i like to have this more formal uh process that i go through with people before um they get to the first workout and then i can just be pretty sure that the ideas that i have for the exercises they're they're going to do are going to be right for them that's it not going in blind and going through a thorough Objective assessment is important. Looking at how they move is important. So just clearing out the kind of myths, misconceptions when we kind of criticize and, and then it's like, 
people going to the black or white or nothing thinking that either it matters or it doesn't matter. Like give me a straight answer. So if you want a straight answer, go back to this podcast and rewind and listen because we've gave, we've dived into a lot of really, really valuable topics today. So thank you so much, Travis, for your time. So if, thank you, Daniel. And we've covered all the, the kind of uh, questions that a new coach, trainer, uh, rehab professional would would want to know when going into yeah. an objective assessment. So Travis, uh, where can so. where can people find you, mate? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Travis Pollen, Pollen like the stuff outside, P O L L E N. I'm on Instagram, maybe even a little bit more than Facebook. Uh, handle is fitness underscore pollinator and then uh, my website is fitnesspollinator.com so any of those are great ways to get in touch with me and interact with my materials and haven't been blogging a lot lately because I'm tying up my PhD but hoping to get back to that more frequently in the coming months um, and covering a lot of similar topics to the ones we talked about today have have a lot of writing on that already and hope to do more awesome awesome love your work so please everyone check out the the website the blogs have been really useful uh there's the crawling one from memory and the hop testing the quality of movement where which is on physio network as well from memory yeah, yeah and, shout um, out to yeah. tim roland on that one he wouldn't take credit for it but it was all his idea he uh he had posted a an Instagram post uh, about the hop testing. And I said, Tim, like this would be a great article. Um, would you like to co-write it? And we co-wrote it. I mean, he gave me the bones and I fleshed it out and then he wouldn't put his name on it because he's so uh, selfless. And I was like, you bastard. I knew you were going to do this. Um, but it, I'm glad, I'm glad that it was uh, helpful for you. And the, I think the videos are worth a thousand words in there um, because those that's, I, I think that that's a really, so the, the, to give people a quick uh, synopsis before we go, um, the, the purpose of that one was to say that distance isn't the only thing that matters on hop testing and that we should also be looking at quality of movement. And so that could be uh, the frontal plane knee position at takeoff or landing. It could be uh, the knee flexion angle, the trunk lean, um, the, the, I don't even remember if we covered this, but like the ability to balance uh, or like to stabilize in, in the landing position. And so these are, these are things get, that get lost when all you're looking at is, okay, they've achieved 90% limb symmetry index. They're ready to go back yet. They have this wildly different um, side to side performance. And so uh, getting all that on video and being able to tease that out, I think is um, again, an instance where movement matters, right? That's it. That's it. Awesome. So hopefully we cleared up a few misconceptions there. So thank you so much, Travis. And until next time. Thank you.